Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. So we're continuing our theme of Everyday Easter, where we've been talking about Easter as a reality to be lived out every day, as opposed to just some nice idea that we celebrate once a year. This week we celebrated St. Catherine of Siena. A tremendous woman had some fairly profound revelations of Jesus, uh, a doctor of the church. And, And one of the things that she would say is that all the way to heaven is heaven because Jesus is the way. When we are living the way of Jesus, we can start to taste heaven or or Easter or the kingdom of God, whatever name we want to give it. We can start to taste that now, even in the midst of a pandemic or even in the midst of all the various pressures and stresses and challenges of life. We hear that coming out today in the psalm, King David He says to God, you have prepared a banquet for me in the sight of my foes. See, David had his foes. He had his stresses, some pretty big ones. He had his challenges. But in the midst of them, he experiences God preparing a banquet for him. My head you have anointed with oil. My cup is overflowing. Easter, the kingdom of God in the midst of challenges. The point of this series really is to explore how. How is it that we can live out the way of Jesus, that we can live out Easter in our everyday lives? Last week I laid a bit of a foundation where I spoke about the importance of fostering, developing an Easter mindset, an Easter way of thinking. We explored St. Paul's quote last week from Romans where he says, you need to be transformed by the renewing of your minds. The way that you're transformed, the way that you become an Easter people is through the renewing of your minds. Today in the first reading, we have Peter full of the spirits uh, straight after Pentecost and he's out in the marketplace and he's, he's preaching the Easter message. And uh, naturally, people are starting to respond. Their hearts are opened. And they asked Peter and the brothers, they said, what must we do? Peter says, you must repent and you must be baptized. You see, repentance comes from a Greek word which also means to change our mind. To change the way we think in the deepest, most fundamental kind of way. To repent means that we change who we see as the authority of our life, the ultimate source of truth, of hope, of security. To repent means to see through Jesus' way of seeing, through, through the mind of Christ, to the degree that it, it changes our heart, it, it changes our whole being. The, the analogy that came to me was of a computer. You know, 
we can buy the shiniest, greatest, latest computer with all the best specs, all the best hardware. But if we run that computer on Windows 1998, then we're not going to get a lot of performance out of that computer. It probably won't even work, actually, but you, you get what I'm saying. Often in our spiritual life, we can focus on the hardware. We focus on, on our external performance. We follow the religious practices. We, we go to Mass. We make sure we genuflect properly. We, we use the religious lingo. We uh, live moral lives as best we can. We, we kind of try and tick all the boxes of, of being a Christian. And that's a good start. I mean, that, that's important. But if we really want to follow Jesus, we need to progress from those early stages of religion, which can be more about our own efforts, our own willpower. If we want to truly become Easter people, if we want to follow the way of Jesus, we need our software to be upgraded. We need our, our hearts to be transformed. And, and then all of our religion, all of our charity, you know, all of our, our, our morality isn't just something that we're kind of ticking off the list, but it, it's, it becomes an act of worship. It's something that just naturally flows out of our heart. It's, it's, a, it's a response to God for God's goodness to us. So today I want to offer us another idea for how we can upgrade our software, how we can uh, put on this Easter mindset so that we can become an Easter people. We can touch into Easter every day of our life. And, and this is really a, a very simple idea. You know, God isn't out to trick us. <laughs> he doesn't want to make it difficult for us to follow him. But we do need to, to learn how to, how to live the way of Jesus. It's something that we, we need to be taught. Today, I want to suggest one simple way is to make it count. Make it count. What do I mean by make it count? To make it count is to make conscious and deliberate steps towards God. Conscious and deliberate. There's a, a priest called Father Dolindo Rotolo. He's died now. I, I think he was a friend of Padre Pio, an Italian priest. And he said, A thousand prayers cannot equal one act of surrender. I think one of the things Father Delindo is helping us to understand here is that there are different levels within us from which we can engage with God. Parents, you know this with your kids, don't you? You know, when you're at home and you're working away on the computer and little Freddie comes to you and Freddie wants to tell you all about this snail he's found in the backyard and you're like, Oh, really, darling? Oh, that's, oh, that's so good. That's so good. Like, you're with him. You're with Freddie, but you're not really with Freddie, right? Johanna is laughing. You don't do that, Johanna, do you? No, no, no not at Johanna's household. We know that. That's true, isn't it? The same can be so true with our God, that sometimes we, 
we can just, well, perhaps often, we just go through the motions. We, we rattle off the prayers. And then there are times, of course, and I'm sure this is true with, with, with parents, and I know it's true, where you're totally there. You're with them, aren't you? you, you kind of, your heart is with them. And the same is true for God, that there are times, hopefully in our lives, where we're, we're, we're kind of crying out to God from our hearts. We're engaging from that deeper part. We're really conscious. We're deliberate. That's what I mean by making it count. One deliberate, meaningful interaction with God can literally change our life. I think that's what Father Delindo is getting at. St. Paul in Romans, he says, if you want to be saved, if you want to become an Easter person, you need to believe with your heart and confess with your mouth. You need to believe with your heart and confess with your mouth. I've asked uh, a few people in our parish to send me little clips of their Easter story, of how Easter has touched them. So today we're going to watch just a short clip from one of our parishioners named Daniel. So let's go to that now. And g'day. Um, Father Dan has asked me to talk a little about my Easter journey and my greatest Easter moment. Um, before I came back to my religion, uh, I was a little bit of a different person. I was a bit of a party boy. Didn't mind going out and having a couple of drinks and staying out late and um, had no spirituality whatsoever about me, actually. Um, yeah, life was very different then. But then I was led back towards the Lord Jesus Christ. And my greatest Easter moment would have been the day I declared that I truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I truly believed at the time. I believed with my heart. I believed with my mind. And with my mouth, sometimes big mouth, <laughs> that I truly believed. And um, I remember the feelings at the time was just so... Just emotional, just overwhelmingly joyous and excited that I found this one true good. And yeah, it, it was just an immense amount of joy at the time. It was an amazing moment. So that was my greatest Easter moment. And um, yeah, that changed my life for the good, of course, ever since then. Uh, now every day is like a small Easter to me, actually, as I work out how to get closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. And to me, that's the true essence of Christianity, is the search on how to get that little bit closer to our Lord Jesus Christ. And um, every day I try to go out of my way to do that. And um, yeah, it's part of the part of that great journey, the greatest journey of my life, so... Um, yeah, that's my greatest Easter moment. So thank you and God bless. Thanks, Stan, for being brave enough to share a bit of your story with us. One of the things as I've listened to Daniel share his story is that I can hear in him his desire to want to follow Jesus. And, and as I'm listening, I, I, can, I can see how that's not coming out of a, a kind of 
um, need to tick boxes to appease God or, 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 or to kind of you know, um, perform his way to Easter. But I can hear it's come out of a mind that has been renewed. We hear how he, he uh, spoke about that moment coming about when he, from the depth of his heart and from his mind, he, he made that declaration, that decision to make Jesus his Lord. You know, when we look to the people in the Gospels who benefited from Jesus' miracles, these were the people who came to Jesus from the heart, in their desperation, in their need. Uh, they certainly didn't have their lives all together. They weren't morally upright a lot of the time. Sometimes they weren't even the chosen people. They weren't the right religion. But they were blessed. They received the miracle because they came from the deepest, truest part of themselves. God can't deny that kind of openness, that kind of heart. When we, when we make it count, when, when we engage with God from the, the deepest, truest part of ourselves, it's there that we become attuned to the voice of God, to the voice of Jesus, the voice of Easter. In the Gospel today, uh, Jesus is talking about Easter life. And he's saying that there's only one way to get into the pasture, into the kingdom, into the way of Easter. And that's by following him, the shepherd. And he says, when he, the shepherd, has brought out his flock, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow because they know his voice. They know his voice. You know, Father Delindo is saying that we can pray a thousand prayers a day and still not know the voice of the shepherd because we're not praying from our hearts. We can be on our knees all day long and still not be led into the pasture. But as we, as we start to make it count, as we start to really seek God from the deepest parts of ourselves, that's when we start to become attuned to the voice. We learn how to follow the shepherd, how to live Easter lives. Now, if this is uh, not how you've been engaging with God, I don't want you to become discouraged. Uh, I, just, I, I, want to see, I want you to see this as, a, as an opportunity. It doesn't mean that your prayers have been useless, but it does mean that perhaps there is uh, an opportunity for you to connect with God in a much deeper, much more powerful kind of way. And, and I want to encourage you just to start small. Perhaps you can just think of one way every day where you can make a more conscious effort to engage with God from your heart. Maybe it's something as simple as the sign of the cross. That you decide once a day to make one sign of the cross count. You know, that you do it consciously and deliberately. And, you know, as you're making the sign of the cross, you might think about the fact that I am surrounded by this uh, perfect love, this perfect communion of love between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I'm caught up in this crossfire. You might think of that as you're crossing yourself. Or you might think about the cross. You might think, because of this 
cross of Christ, I am free in the deepest possible way. That my failures and my shame will never get the better of me. I've become a new creation because of the cross of Christ. Nothing can separate me from the love of God because of this cross of the cross of Christ. Make it count. It's better to make one conscious, deliberate sign of the cross than to pray a thousand prayers that have no heart. It's better to take one line of scripture and, and read it consciously and deliberately than to read the whole Bible just as if it's another book. It's better for us to sit silently and just to do nothing, just bear our soul before God, than to do all the religious rituals perfectly if they have no purpose to them, if they're not really an act of the heart, an act of worship. You know, we find our way into Easter through the heart, through relationship, through uh, learning to hear the voice of the shepherd, the voice of Easter. And, And every day, every time, we make it count, even if it's just a little act every day. Every time we make it count, we edge a little bit closer. We, we become a little bit more familiar with this voice. Our hearts are a little more transformed. Our minds are a little bit more renewed. I want to finish uh, by praying together the Lord's Prayer. And I want, to, I want to encourage you as we pray it to do it consciously to do it deliberately, to do it from your heart. Wherever you are now, just try your best just to get in touch with that deepest part of you. Get in touch with your heart and, and, and turn from that place, from that, from that deepest part of you, just, just turn towards God. And from there, let's pray the Lord's Prayer together in a way where we really make it count. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.